Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We got ourselves a speaker. Or not. But I got to assume from what I'm hearing, this is done, people, and it's Mike Johnson. Funny, we said that name. Tony Katz, that's me. Tony Katz today. What's up? 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Oh, jury duty? Yeah, I got excused. What a weird 36 hours that was. I will get into it, but let me give you what happened here in the last 24 hours. Because it's something that Tom Emmer, the Republican from Minnesota, took himself out of the running even though he got the vote from the conference. He defeated Mike Johnson in the conference. But once they figured that out, they said, all right, just uh, spitballing here. How many people are going to vote for him for uh, for speaker? Well, he lost some 20-plus votes. Emmer, as a conservative, based on the voting record, is 80-plus percent. You like his voting record. But Emmer was third in line. It was McCarthy, then Scalise, then Emmer. How in the world did the conference think at all or in any way that people were going to be okay, okay with the idea of somebody in that line? It's not even a conversation of record. It's a conversation of belief by the party that, nope, That ain't going to fly. As the kids say, that dog won't hunt. By the way, I need to know how that expression comes into being. That dog won't hunt. I I use it uh, a lot. I dig it. Because it kind of tells you what is, right? It sets it straight. I just don't know its its origins. And I should. I'm going to use the expression. I better know the origins. So say if you know, Tony at TonyCats.com. Email me. I appreciate it. So Emma realizing that Last yesterday, it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. This isn't going to be me. I'm not even going to try and take it to the floor. I am not about to be embarrassed like Jim Jordan. I got to think it's embarrassing. Three different votes. You lose more votes each time. You cannot bring that party together. And I want to take that a step further because there's there's a, a, a way this needs to be looked at. I don't think that the vast majority of of the um of the party has opposition to Jim Jordan what he does in judiciary and other places. I really don't. I I I don't think they have an issue with it at all. I think they had an issue with him as speaker in some case, and then in a, in, a, in a larger sense, an issue with how he was going about it and all of the calls that they were getting that were supposedly abusive. Do I know if they were abusive? I have no idea. Well, people called and left death threats. Uh, do I know that they came from Republicans or Democrats? I have no idea. And you say to me, Tony, you're just making that up. 
I'm saying to you that I've seen enough duplicitous action. I wouldn't have any clue. None of it matters. If they feel that Jim Jordan wasn't doing enough to stop that kind of stuff, well, then they, uh, which is what they do, they said, well, we're not, we're not going to have any part of this. We're not going to vote for you. We're not going to bring you in. No, 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 no. No thanks. Not happening. Goodbye. They would not budge. They would not move. Then Tom Emmer came, and that was a ridiculous mistake. And now we're on to Representative Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson is from Louisiana, and Mike Johnson is a normal, normal dude. He asks good questions on the Judiciary Committee and others. He is direct. He is focused. He is not trying to get the the, the good video clip talking point. He's just doing the work. He's been in uh, Congress since 2017. Well, he's inexperienced. I don't even know what to do with that conversation. Maybe that's exactly what they wanted. Because some people will say inexperienced. How about we said not wrapped up in a long history of not doing the work? How about the idea that this is somebody who is built from a different cloth? He's 51. And he's already got the support. Victoria Sparts, uh, representative from Indiana, 5th District, full disclosure, my representative, put out the statement on Twitter. He's the guy. Bring this party together. Kat Kamek from, I think, the Florida 3rd. I, 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 I think I'm scheduled to talk to her tomorrow. Uh, she'll be on the show. Uh, my guy. You know, she, she, she was for Byron Donalds, wanted Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds doesn't win. He's the congressman of Florida. And she says... I'm good with Mike Johnson. Let's go. Lauren Boebert. Mike Johnson is the guy to be Speaker of the House. By the way, anybody want to go to the movies? That's what she said. Hold on, wait. That, that isn't what she said? Uh, it's, I could have sworn that's what she said. But she's for Mike Johnson. That is three different parts of the Republican Party. Three different thought processes. Three different minds. That's having it together. That is having it together. Who will say no? Uh, allow me to tell you to keep your eyes uh, on, on a couple of people. And one of them is not Ken Buck of Colorado. Ken Buck of Colorado has said that Mike Johnson will do the job. And that is a huge, huge thing to overcome. As far as I know... Yeah, Ken Buck, I support Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House. As far as I know, Matt Gates is with Mike Johnson as Speaker. Mike Johnson has my complete and total endorsement for Speaker of the House. Mike Johnson will do a great job as the next Speaker of the House. But what about Thomas Massey? Because Thomas Massey of Kentucky had said, we met in conference uh, six different votes, and I voted for Jim Jordan each and every time. 
after 12 hours voting in conference yesterday, Mike Johnson won the speaker uh, nomination. Thomas Massey was the guy I was concerned by. In the final roll call, I voted present. After speaking with him this morning, I'm committed to vote for Mike Johnson when we go to the floor of the House. He has my full support. Game over. I cannot at the moment imagine the insanity that could be engaged where some group says, no, let's go back to Kevin McCarthy. No, we should try Jim Jordan again. I can't see it. I cannot see where that is. Now, I think the best line, if you will, the best line comes from Donald Trump. Because Trump made a statement... Hello. Hey, sir. I was just talking, talking about you. I was talking about your 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 your, your statement. Your statement is, uh, and, and I'm and I'm quoting here. Uh, and it is he's respected by all, and that's what we need. It looks like it's going to happen. I put out a truth today on him, and last night you saw that he's spectacular. Maybe for years to come, he'll be very good. So we're very happy about that. Uh, they should and and they should vote for him and quote get it done fast. Okay, you could have supported him from the beginning. It, it does look like a, a little bit like he's jump, jumping on a bandwagon there. I want to say for the record, we called his name just the other day. We've been talking about Mike Johnson. We have discussed it here. I thought it'd be Johnson or Donalds. Johnson beat uh, Donald uh, in that first go-around when they went with Tom Emmer. And now this. What happens next? What happens next is we... Um, we just, you know, get started. I assume, and there's real talk, that if he gets the vote, if he becomes Speaker he will immediately, immediately call for a resolution regarding support for Israel. That's going to be step number one. I don't mind this being done. I do not know if it is step number one. But if you want to immediately get a level of high ground that you can use regarding the Democratic Party, Call for a resolution supporting Israel and watch Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Ocasio-Cortez and Ayanna Presley and Jamal Bowman and Andre Carson. Put them on the record voting against it. Put them on the record voting against it. And then I would love to see some movement on this subject in the Senate. I want to see senators put on the record like Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. WHO is specifically laying out, because of this lack of power, even 130 premature babies, they said, are at risk of dying. Is it a mistake for Israel not to allow fuel in? It is. Fuel has to be let into Gaza, period, stop. The consequences of fuel not coming in are so far reaching that it's hard to get your head wrapped around it. Yes. Well, it is a war. 
And this idea of ceasefire, this idea of Israel must do this, Israel must do that, Israel must do the other. Israel has to be the nice guy. I truly hope that Israel is done with that. Tony, premature babies are going to die. You don't think I know the ramifications of Hamas's actions? I am fully aware of the ramifications of Hamas's actions. I see it. I get it. It's ugly and it's awful and it's horrible. Well, then why do you tell, tell Israel to? I don't know if I get to tell Israel, don't respond to an attack that murdered 1,400 people. You have a terrorist organization that hides behind premature babies that doesn't care whether they live. If Hamas would just stop today, it would all be over. Everything would start getting better. Everything immediately would start getting better. If Hamas would just stop, if they would stop hating Jews, if they would stop hating Israel, if they would ask themselves, how can we actually create a Gaza of value, it would all get better. But first, actually, Hamas would have to surrender and give themselves up, and then they would have to do uh, jail time or worse for the crimes they committed. And I'm okay with the worst. If you just want Hamas to suffer, tell Hamas to give up and, and, uh, and hand themselves over to the Israeli authorities. But they don't do that. They hide behind children. They hide behind hostages. This is who they are. So no, I'm not about to tell Israel they have to turn on anything. They don't have to supply a combatant force. I know what you want to tell me about the rules of of, of war. And oh my gosh, uh, you've got... You, 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 you can't have these things, and they're war crimes. No, 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 no. You don't have to supply aid and comfort to the enemy. Well, the enemy isn't the Palestinian people. It's Hamas. Yeah. That's why they deliver warnings. Hey, you might want to move out of this area. We're going to level it. We're taking people's homes. Yeah, that is happening. I, I, the end. It's happening. So if you tell me that the upside of of going with this resolution is that immediately puts Democrats on the record in a way they don't want to be, proving how anti-Semitic and hateful they are as a party, all right, maybe it has value. But I think the move should be a little bit different. Because once you have a speaker, don't forget you've got appropriations bills you have to get passed, and I want them passed. And then... It should be expulsion of Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. And it should be expulsion of Andre Carson. These people who have not not only condemned Hamas one thing, but have actually played in the giving aid and comfort in other places. And some won't get expelled. Some will just get censured. That's okay by me too. The expulsion of Omar and Tlaib, that's a must. A must in my book. And I want the impeachment inquiry started back up today. That's what I want. And you say to me, oh, you're such a partisan. People have to learn what happens when you're abusive. The political left has been abusive for years. And people have to learn that you actually have to get the job done right now. You have to start coming out of the gate strong and never stop. You wasted three weeks with this nonsense. Now you got to prove you have a plan for once you're back. Republicans could be back within the next hour.
We'll keep an eye on it. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Did you get a sense from him that this relationship is hurtling towards even a hot war in the next few years over Taiwan or whatever it might be? Or, or what sense did you get from him of a relationship that he wants to have with America going forward? And the fact that we had access to these high-level meetings, I'll be meeting with five provincial governors tomorrow, another extension of this visit, I think is suggestive uh, that we're, in, we're, we're entering, I hope, a new phase bit of a thawing. The last few years have been very stressful. I think it goes to your question. Um, and we've got to turn down the heat. We've got to manage our strategic differences. We've got to reconcile our strategic red lines. Those are well established between our two countries. Uh, but I want to applaud the Biden administration. And on the basis of the engagement I had today uh, with members of the Xi administration, uh, President Xi himself, um, I want to applaud his willingness to reconcile those differences, people to people exchange. The fact he's meeting with a governor of of California at the subnational level, I think is indicative of a thawing. You think that's indicative of a thawing, Gavin Newsom? I think it's indicative of useful idiots, but hey, we can have a difference of opinion. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on? People very uh, into saying, oh, Mike Johnson, uh, who could be the speaker in the next hour, Congressman from Louisiana, he's such a MAGA guy, he's an election denier. Oh, they're going to lose in 24. Dude, Republicans could lose at 24 easily. Easily. They're Republicans. But you think election denier is going to be the conversation? Well, I think that Georgia really was rigged. He said those words, did Mike Johnson. A lot of people think Georgia was screwed up. Rigged is a, is a strong word. Don't get me wrong. Do I think Georgia was perfect? No. Well, look at the indictment. Look at all the people apologizing. I saw videos. The videos weren't real. You you actually want to tell America that there haven't been shenanigans? You actually want to tell America that votes haven't just magically appeared in places? What are we talking about? We've seen it in Minnesota. We have questions about how Pennsylvania did things. They changed the rules to allow certain votes to take place. And not the legislature like it is prescribed, but the judiciary. Who's kidding themselves? I don't think this is the thing that's going to move people. Oh, this is why Mike Johnson's a problem. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. And if it is, okay, you have a party that wants to tell me that Xi Jinping wants to reconcile our strategic differences. Yes, you give up America and that will reconcile our strategic differences. You don't get in the way when we take Taiwan, and that will reconcile our strategic differences. You let us listen in on all your phone conversations and steal all your technology, and that will reconcile our strategic differences. I know how people used to talk about China, because you always played it kind of with kid gloves, right? Played it safe, didn't want to insult. The policy on China has to change. The theory on China, the philosophy on China, the attitude towards China has to change. But China keeps reaching for useful idiots, and there's Gavin Newsom to help. I'm Tony Katz.
conference after this. Thank you. Thank you. There's going to be a press conference. Joe Biden's going to talk. I can't wait. He just said he'll get to your questions. We're going to have a press conference after this where I'm going to answer. I think he said I'm going to answer to your questions, but he's going to answer questions. Let's let's see if that actually materializes. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. I guess I should ask. I don't always go go to the phones, but I I, I should ask. Um, this this speaker insanity. First of all, does anybody have a strong opinion or weak opinion, or I should say, strong positive or negative opinion about Mike Johnson, congressman from Louisiana? And I guess question number two, I won't even say I guess. I, question number two is, does anybody think that this three weeks? changes the calculus for people regarding how they vote in 2024. Remember, it's a presidential election season. Top of the ticket will determine the down ticket as it often happens. President is why people are going to turn out, not specifically um, your, your local member of, of Congress, that's not going to be the the the, the, the driver. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine eight three three got Tony eight three three got Tony. And any issue with Mike Johnson? Do you think it's going to change the calculus for twenty twenty four? If we're arguing that it does, just as I'm discussing it here, what else changes a calculus? Because a story that is told is not necessarily a story that is true. If I have MSNBC and CNN, the Washington Post and the New York Times all saying, oh my gosh, this is the biggest story. Oh, the Republicans' failure is going to really change 2024. Can't I argue with an even stronger story stronger basis can't i argue that the failure of the biden administration of you you can argue uh the cdc of fauci of really i was i should say the media not just specifically the biden administration right of media to put all their faith in fauci all their eggs in the fauci basket and declare that only vaccines matter. If you didn't take one, you're the worst person in the world. When you take a look at people who have been affected by vaccines, when you take a look at people who were affected by not being able to see loved ones before they died, wouldn't that have a greater effect on the populace? Fauci is in the news. And I know, I know what it is you're saying. He's in the news. One day more. It never stops. He just keeps talking. He's not going to do that. There's money in it. He writes an article where he states that what he's concerned by is that people across the United States will forget the lessons of COVID. 
But I ask out loud, what are the lessons of COVID? He wrote this in an editorial for Science Translational Magazine. I don't know what Science Translational Magazine is. I didn't know it existed until I I read the story. Despite the waning of the pandemic, we must not become complacent that the pandemic is behind us because we have been surprised before by the emergence of new SARS-CoV-2 variants that have eluded the protection afforded by prior vaccination or infection. Now, how wonderful it is to hear Anthony Fauci note that indeed prior infection, natural immunity has a place. How very, very important and good and finally of Dr. Fauci. But what complacency are you referring to? What complacency are you referring to here? Are are you referring to people saying, you know what? I have seen what COVID has done. I see that it affects people who are elderly, who have comorbidities, certainly overweight people have a tougher time. I see that people who are healthy, people who are younger have less of a hard time. As a matter of fact, no hard time. I see that many people who had COVID survived it compared to the people who have died from it. We didn't see a plague that took out half the population. COVID was not a Thanos snap. And I'm good. I know that the vaccine, we are told, will reduce symptoms. But the vaccine does not mean you will not get COVID. No booster means that you will not get COVID. I am fully aware of this. I have all the data. I'll make my own decisions. Thank you very much. Do you... What is it that you think we're being complacent about? No, you don't mean complacent. You mean that we're not fearful. There are people who are still desperate for you to live in fear. And there are people who still engage in misinformation. I shared it the other day. Let me share it again. Stephen Colbert, who is with his wife in Los Angeles, he's doing some work out there and he flies to Los Angeles. I was out in LA and and I got COVID from traveling out there. Evie got the shot. She was missing the whole time. We did everything together. And fear not, we smooch plenty. And <laughs> she did. She she got the booster and did not get COVID. I did not get the booster and I got COVID. Wow. So wow. another round for you, science. <laughs> Hope you're happy. I'm so mad at science. I'm so mad at science right now. No booster would have stopped you from getting COVID. We know this, but there is Stephen Colbert lying to his audience and nobody has said that this is misinformation, which of course it is. This is Fauci engaging again this fear context. If COVID killed kids, If COVID uh, went after young people, eight-year-olds and 12-year-olds and four-year-olds, parents would have killed each other in the streets for a vaccine. They would not have cared what got injected into their kids. This, I must admit, I do not understand the people who vaccinated their children. You, You did what you did. 
I really do hope it works out well. If you are an adult who is thinking about having children, you got vaccinated, I don't I don't quite get it. You did what you did. I want nothing but the best for you. I really and truly do. People who were elderly and their doctor said you should get this, I don't fault them. It was going after people, uh, going after people. It was having a, a more of an effect on people who are elderly. But I can understand people who said, you know what? I'm already 82. I'm going to inject myself with something that may or may not. I'm not quite 100% sure. Nah, I'm good. I got through this much. I'll figure out the rest. There were reasons not to get vaccinated. And those reasons are not conspiratorial. Those reasons are rational. I hear what you're saying, but I don't want this. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not so sure. I'm, I hear what you're saying, but that's not enough data for me. I hear what you're saying, but my doctor wasn't sure what could happen. Not every doctor is Fauci, which, of course, was the plan of the media, etc. There is only one doctor in America, and Dr. Fauci is your doctor, and what Dr. Fauci says goes. And so what people are angry about in so many places is that there's a fair portion of America that said, yeah, my doctor. That is not my doctor. Fauci described the lessons he learned from the pandemic as both scientific and public health, which sometimes spill over to one another. He notes the failures from public health conversations, what he calls the public health bucket, the scientific bucket, the public health bucket, including misinformation, poor coordination between state and federal governments, supply chain issues, and other institutional weaknesses. I'll give you one of them where governors across the country gave up their power to unelected doctors. No one elected Fauci. People did elect Trump, and they did elect Biden, believe it or not. No one elected Fauci. Way too much power. We saw states and we saw cities say, well, the the health director says this. Well, that's what we're doing. The health director can uh, decide to lock down society. You let you let doctors do that. That's nutty. That's criminal. In in my beloved Indianapolis, it was it was amazing. If you were in Indianapolis, you had to wear a mask. I don't know. Maybe they still have those requirements. They they don't. But I wouldn't be surprised. You had to wear a mask. But the minute you 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 went north, the town north of of Indianapolis, and you cross Ninety Sixth Street, mask off. Everything's fine. The sun is shining. You crossed a street. You had to put on a mask. Anybody else think that weird? Because that's pretty weird. Fauci's article is certainly about the idea of staying in the public eye. I have to give you your warnings. I have to be the reality. I'll just poking you, reminding you what's there. Here's reality. COVID's here to stay, and COVID will have an effect on some people, and will present as a cold to other people, and some other people will be asymptomatic. Not a doctor, 
But I do, admittedly, uh, while I'm not a doctor, I do have uh, a pretty good doctor music when I can find it. Oh, yeah, like, like I can just do this. Right? And now, now I'm official. I can say things like scalpel, stat, give me 10 cc's, but not of hydroxychloroquine because that's right out. Also, I don't know if you take cc's of hydroxychloroquine. Again, I'm not a doctor. Do not take your medical advice from me. But I'm not taking medical advice from Anthony Fauci. Because he's not giving medical advice. He wants fear. And you should never operate from a position of fear. You should operate from a position of rationality, of understanding, of asking for data, discussing the data. And the people who tell you you can't have it or the people who tell you you can't talk about it, then you know that those are the people who aren't interested in the data. And those people don't matter at all. The people who don't want to share data and the people who don't want you to have the data don't matter. The people who don't want you to talk about the data do not matter. Fauci is the guy who thinks that he is the science. I'm not paying attention at all. COVID, pathogens, viruses, other issues, always aware. But I'm not living in his fear world, and I'm not listening to him. I'm Tony Katz. The roll call has been done, the quorum has been reached, and now the House of Representatives might actually get to work. Patrick McHenry is the Speaker Pro Tem. And he has got everybody back in their seats there in Congress. And we may get into it right now. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So I got the I got the volume up there from the C-SPANs. And I'm watching. They're going to vote. Mike Johnson or Akeem Jeffries, those will be your nominees. The nominations are now in order. The chair now recognizes the gentlewoman from New York, Ms. Stefanik. Mr. Speaker Pro Temp, Madam Clerk, colleagues, on behalf of the House Republican Conference, I rise today to nominate the gentleman from Louisiana, Mike Johnson, as Speaker of the People's House. Honestly, don't give a speech. Just vote. I'd be very happy if you would just vote. You've done this with McCarthy. You've done this with Jordan. Just vote. That's all I can ask for. Nothing more, nothing less. Just vote already. It's my assumption this is going to happen. What do you got to say, Representative Stefanik? esteemed body today at a time of great crisis across America, a time of unprecedented challenges in this hallowed chamber, and a time when our most precious ally Israel's very existence is under attack from forces of evil. Yesterday, our dear colleague, 
our former conference chair, our chair of energy and commerce, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, nominated Mike Johnson in our conference. And she put it best, and I want to quote her today. She said, quote, trust has been broken and we have come to a standstill. How do we restore trust between members, leadership, and ultimately between Congress and we the people? Kathy went on to say, there's a sense that it cannot be business as usual. She went on to note, above the speaker's chair in the House chamber is our nation's motto, in God we trust. Standing O for that. We're going to have more of this. Of course, the Democrats are going to tell you that those MAGA Republicans, this, that, and the other, they're going to nominate Hakeem Jeffries. And then the vote's going to go down. And we may have a speaker on the other side. The only thing that matters is how quickly will they move? Will it be a resolution on Israel? That's the sense that I'm getting, that that will be the first order of business. Put Democrats on the record with their anti-Semitism. Then the appropriations bills. You keep thinking that with no speaker, it's great because there'll be no spending. I only worry that you get the wrong speaker or people who give in to the left and you get too much spending. This is Tony Katz today. Today.